As John said, this is the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program to SER 107.3 on the FM dial. That's John Brodskin on the panel, and this is Brian Bell on the microphone. And the music is by American Sahaja Yogi Stephen Kirby and his friends. This track is called North Light. North Light, said Steve, is the indirect, subtle, sustained light preferred by painters because it allows the eye to more accurately perceive the essence of form and colour. Today, we're going to be considering the joys and powers gained through self-realization, both on the individual level and on the collective plane. The link, if you like, between the one and the many. In modern parlance, the micro and the macro. human being draws on three different energies. As you will know, the right hemisphere of the brain is directly linked to the left side of the body. That is one energy source. And the left hemisphere of the brain linked to the right side is the second source. And between them is the central channel, where there is balance. This was talked about in last week's program. Well, from the left side, rising to the right brain hemisphere, are our desires, our memories, conditionings, emotions, our fears and insecurities. It's the colder moon side of our nature. On the other side, the right, our actions, our plans, our projections, our aggression, anger, tensions. It's the heating up. Sunshine, sun side of our nature. Most of life is spent a bit depressed in the left or a, a bit tense in the right or swinging backwards and forwards between both. We can wake up in the morning thinking about yesterday and feeling a bit unhappy about it and yet as the day progresses, tensions can set in and we can become irritable thinking about tomorrow. But in the centre is our balance, that sense of peace we all crave, the joy of detachment, health and well-being. In the centre are all the understandings, the instinctive wisdom that seekers of truth long for. Here, between the left and the right, lies the self, the spirit. All the prophets and philosophers have said, know yourself. Become one with the self, the spirit. 
It's becoming one with the spirit that we call self-realization. Buddhists call it the enlightenment or the liberation. Hindus call it moksha. In Islam and Judaism, it's known as the ruh. All the same thing, the activating of the central balancing energy. The bringing of this central energy into our awareness, giving us a new awareness, a transforming awareness with particular and remarkable powers. In the past, gaining moksha, the enlightenment, self-realization, hasn't been easy. Often a seeker would apprentice him or herself to the guru, detach from life, clear away the clutter of the left and the right bit by bit, and settle into the centre. This could take a long time. But since 1970, the process of gaining self-realisation has become very easy, very relaxed and simple. Forty years ago, Shrimataji Nirmala Devi, the founder of Sahaja Yoga, worked out a way for us to gain our self-realization through desire alone. So if you desire to take this evolutionary step, if you want to gain the peace, well-being and health of the eternal spirit, slip off your shoes to be closer to Mother Earth, sit comfortably in a chair or on the floor, place your hands palm upward on the lap, and listen to Shramataji. Please close your eyes, not very tightly, and till I tell you, please don't open your eyes. Please put your right hand on your heart. Here, you have to ask me a very fundamental question about yourself. Three questions, three times. Three times you have to ask. You can call me Mother or you can call me Shri Mataji, whatever you like. So ask a question, Mother, am I the Spirit? Please ask this question in your heart three times. Mother, am I the Spirit? You are the Spirit, then you are your Master. So now please take your right hand on top of your center, which is placed in the upper portion of your abdomen, on the left-hand side. Now press it there and ask another fundamental question, Mother, Am I my own master? Ask this question three times. Mother, am I my own master? Ask this question three times. Ask 
I've already told you that I respect your freedom and I cannot force pure divine knowledge on you. You have to ask for it. So take your right hand in the low portion of your abdomen on the left hand side and here you have to ask six times because this center has got six petals. <clears throat> Mother, please give me pure divine knowledge. Ask six times. Mother, please give me pure divine knowledge. As soon as you ask this question, the Kundalini starts rising. So now we have to nourish the higher centers with our self-confidence. Raise your right hand in the upper portion of your abdomen on the left hand side. <coughs> Here you have to say with full self-confidence ten times, Mother, I am my own master. Please say this ten times with full confidence. I have already told you at the very outset that you are not this body, this mind, these emotions, this intelligence, this ego and conditionings, but you are the pure spirit. So now raise your right hand on the left hand side on your heart and here you have to say with full confidence again twelve times, Mother, I am the pure spirit. Mother, I am the pure spirit. Please say this twelve times. <coughs> I've told you that this all-pervading power is the ocean of knowledge, ocean of compassion, ocean of bliss. But above all it is the ocean of forgiveness and whatever mistakes you have committed can be easily dissolved by it. So please forgive yourself and put your right hand at the corner of your neck and your shoulder and turn your head to your right. Here you have to say, Again, with full confidence, sixteen times. Mother, I am not guilty at all. Please say this. Mother, I am not guilty at all. Please say it sixteen times. <coughs> I have already explained that whether you forgive or you don't forgive, you don't do anything. <clears throat> but if you don't forgive, then you play into wrong hands. And at this moment especially, 
you should forgive so that this Agya Chakra, which is a very constricted center, will open out. So, here, now you put your right hand on top of your forehead and put it down. Put it down, put down your head, please. Here you have to say, <coughs> not how many times, but from your heart you have to say, Mother, I forgive everyone. And don't think about the people whom you have to forgive. Just say, Mother, I forgive everyone in general. Don't think about them. I find this is the most constricted center here. Please, please forgive, otherwise you'll miss the point. From your heart, just say. All right. Now please take your right hand on the back side of your head and push back your head. This is the center where you have to ask forgiveness from the Divine Power, without feeling guilty, without counting your mistakes, just for your satisfaction. So here you say again from the heart, not how many times, O Divine Power, please forgive me if I have done anything wrong, knowingly or unknowingly. O Divine Power, please forgive me if I have done anything wrong, knowingly or unknowingly. Say it from your heart, not how many times is not the point. Now, stretch your palm fully and put it, the center of your palm on the fontanelle bone area, which was a soft bone in your childhood. Now press back your fingers as far as possible. And with the pressure move your scalp. But before doing that, please put down your head. Now here, <coughs> again, I cannot force self-realization on you. You have to ask for it. So move your hand so that you move the scalp well with a pressure, saying seven times, Mother, please give me self-realization. Move it clockwise, slowly. Push back your fingers, push back your fingers. Now take down your hands and slowly open your eyes, please. Now put both the hands towards me like this, like that. Now, Please put down your head and see for yourself with the I'm sorry, with the left hand first. See with the left hand if there's a cool or a hot breeze coming out of your fontanelle bone area. It may be very close to your head, but it should, should be above, not on top. Your hand should be above. Please bend your head. 
or some people get it very far also. Whichever way you move your hand and see for yourself. Now, please put the left hand towards me. You have to bend your head, otherwise it doesn't show well. Please put the left hand towards me and put down your head and see if there's a cool or a hot breeze-like sensation or energy coming out of your head. Just see yourself. Put down your head, put down, otherwise you won't feel it. Now, please put the right hand, okay? If you have not forgiven, it would be very hot, so please forgive. Now, bend your head again and forgive and see if there's a cool breeze or a hot breeze coming out of your fontanelle bone area. experience of Self-Realization joins our central energy to the divine energy of creation that surrounds us. We become part of nature, and it's that link that shifts us from the yesterdays and the tomorrows into the here and now, the present moment, away from all the day-to-day turmoils into the present, the ever-present now, where we find the peace, the wonder, of mental silence. This is where we find meditation. The central energy called Kundalini in Sanskrit is a reflection of divinity. In Christian terms, it's an aspect of the Holy Ghost. For Jews, it's the Sophia. For Hindus, it's an aspect of God's will, the first power, the Adi Shakti. Shramataji often talked about the central energy, the spirit, the self, as being under the protection of that aspect of divinity called Mahalakshmi, the great loving force. Here in a fascinating talk given to Brisbane Sahaja Yogis, those who have gained their self-realization and want to develop it, she explains how the Mahalakshmi principle works, the changes it brings about, and the knowledge and nurture it offers. As you know, the Mahalakshmi principle lies within all of you in the center. And once you are fed up with the falsehood and also with the hypocrisy of people, you start seeking the truth within. That's how a new category of people are born, 
who are called as seekers, sadhakas. They are very different from others. They don't care for any material gain or any power, position. They want to seek the truth. And this category is the one you are. And that's why you have come to Sajuga. This comes from your past lives also. For many people I think it's their past life which has brought the seeking in them. Also the affluence through which you have gone, you got fed up with it and you are seeking the truth. Also there are people like in India where the tradition is to seek the truth from very childhood. You are told that money is not everything, power is not everything, it's all falsehood. You must seek the truth. So you are ingrained with it. These are called as good conditioning, susamskara. Now, if it is the just a fashion sort of a thing, that you get into fashion, that let us seek the truth, because everybody is talking about truth, let us have this uh, as a fashion, because everybody is doing it. Then it can be very dangerous. Such people get lost. I've seen people who were drug addicts who came to us first in England. And I was surprised that they were really seekers and they were not taking drugs because of fashion. They were just taking it because they thought by taking drugs they will get into their, their Mahalakshmi principle. Very intelligent, educated, very smart, I should say, people became hippies and they started taking drugs. I discovered that their seeking was only that they should find the truth, but they had no idea as to what is the truth is. So this Mahalakshmi principle was born within them, sort of started manifesting that beyond all this there must be something. This category of people are everywhere in the world. Especially I was surprised in Russia where there is no talk of God, there is no talk of religion. They are even better than Indians in understanding such So the conditionings of every country has also hampered the progress of Sahaja Yoga within you and outside. So now, first of all, to understand Mahalakshmi principle, we must know that we have two other channels into which we can jump. One is the left, another is the right. And it depends on what sort of a background you had in this life. 
because of your background in last life you have come to the right path. But last life is being covered by this life, the surroundings, the country in which you are born, your friends, parents, the society in which you lived has dominated <coughs> you in so many ways. That the Mahalakshmi principle doesn't express itself in that full power. We should really suck in everything else and put you onto the throne of a surgery. So you find people, yesterday there were so many people, for example, very nice people, they were all seekers of many lives who came there. But we do not know how many will come to Sajoka and how many will settle down in Sajoka. How many will achieve doubtless awareness? Again, the same problem that they start getting into the habits formed by the left side or into the ego formed by the right side. Now for a Sahaja Yogi to keep his Mahalakshmi principle all right has to always introspect, not to look at others but to introspect. What am I doing? Am I in the left side or on the right side? Which side am I? What side I am following? Am I in the center? Now how will you judge? The best is to feel your vibrations. Feel your vibrations. But sometimes you go so far to the left or to the right that you just do not feel vibrations, your Mahalakshmi principle is not working. Then you go on. It's like a complete uh, derailment, I should say, a kind of a slope on which you just go on falling onto that. So all these conditionings we should watch out, in ourselves and in others, how we have got these problems that we slip out from the central path. Imagine a train is going on a proper railway track and suddenly it starts moving this way or that way. So where will it end up? Into destruction. But you have a way of arranging that this derailment can be brought back to the middle path. So in a very detached way, if you look at yourself like a witness, and see for yourself, not about others. Even when I give lectures, people start saying, Oh, Mother is saying about somebody else. No, I'm saying about you, yourself. So you watch out that are you in the center or are you going to the left or to the right? First of all, those who are in the center should not have any physical problems, should be able to completely cure themselves. If not others, they should be able to cure themselves. 
Secondly, a person who is in the center is a very peaceful person. He's never angry. He might put up a show that you are angry, but he doesn't get involved into anger or any emotions whatsoever. He just watches and he can act. He can act uh, to be in that feeling of temper, also lust, greed, anything, but just to act because sometimes this acting is needed so he can use it. But you should be sure, first of all, that you are completely detached. So first of all, before acting, you must become a master of acting. And for that you have to become yourself. If you become yourself, then you are a master and you can see where are you going. Now, the difference between a Sahaja and a Sahaja Yogi who is like this, as you say, is this, that he is capable of going to the left or to the right. They are not solidly Sahaja Yogis. Now they go on like this and there is no progress. Imagine any aeroplane which is wobbling like that will be on the ground only, nobody will be able to put it up. in the air because God knows what ta- when will it fall down. So for any machinery we have to fix it up properly first before we start working it out. So to fix up our Mahalakshmi principle, you have to see that your physical being is all right, is normal, no problem. I'm not me- meaning uh, the modern ways of looking at health, but that you should feel healthy and happy. You should feel that there's no problem with your physical being. But if you are a complaining type, I'm here painting, I'm painting there, then there's something wrong with you. This is the first criteria that you are in the center. Then your attention should be more towards nature, how the nature is, how it is blossoming, how it is working out. It should be towards the sky, stars and things, just to enjoy all the creation that is around, just to enjoy it. That's an enjoyment uh, which is really so surprisingly deep. When you see something beautiful uh, scene or something, you go to a very beautiful place, then a kind of a joy that pours in you from your sastrara, that also you must experience. Also you must experience your thoughtless awareness. That is, when you look at something beautiful, you should suddenly become thoughtless. Just start seeing it, the whole joy will start pouring on you. Then another thing is that you should not differentiate between religions. You should not condemn any religion. But the people who are stupid and call themselves religious, they can be condemned because they are stupid. They have not followed the principle of religion at all. They are not realized souls and that's what they are making a mistake. So that's all right. 
For example, churches can be condemned, but not Christ, not the Bible, not at all, never. So when you see to the roots, roots are all right. But now, as I said, that these flowers have been plucked by people, they are fighting. So you should never condemn any incarnation, any uh, religion, any prophet. I mean, you will not condemn. It's not a question of I'm saying it, don't do it. You will not just do it. You will respect all of them automatically, because now you are born into it. If you, say, are a Christian, you will respect Hindu scriptures. If you are a Hindu, you will respect an Islamic Qur'an. That has to be there. If it is not so, then please know that you are not yet a surgeon. There should be no malice about any religion whatsoever. No religion has done any wrong so far. It's the people who follow them in a wrong way, use it for money, use it for power, and also are stupid. For them it's different. But for you every religion is your own religion. So we cannot be fundamentalist. We cannot fight for fundamentalism. Vishwanirmala Dharma, which is based on the Mahalakshmi principle, is the essence of all the religions, the truth of all the religions.
that's um, Emma Kirkby and Judith Nelson singing La Damaste by Vivaldi, praising and glorifying God. Here's a quotation from a radio interview Shri Mataji gave in 1991. The time has come you must give en masse realization. Unless and until people get en masse realization, we cannot change this world. In my own subtle way, I found out the permutation and combinations of problems inside the human being and how to work it out. I found out a method by which thousands of people can get realization. End of quote. En masse realization. On the surface, that's a contradiction in terms. Realization of the self is an individual experience. And here is Shamataji talking about how she can bring it about and how we must bring it about in a collective way. I've seen Shamataji in India addressing thousands of people in an open-air program. And when, after granting realization, she asked people to check above their heads to feel if the energy of the central life force was flowing and to raise their hands if they could feel it, I've seen virtually all those presents spread out over a, over a huge area, lift their hands in the air in confirmation, in wonder, in quiet, interning joy. I've seen the same process in Moscow, and what was then called Leningrad. I've seen it in Austria and Finland, the United States and Italy, England, Spain, New Zealand, and here in Australia. Each of the thousands of people attending those programs with the desire for enlightenment gained it individually through the grace of Shamataji. And all those people from all those programs who went on to meditate and develop their realization are capable of passing on that gift to others. Anyone with their self-realization can give it to any people who have the desire for their enlightenment. So around the world, even though Sri Mataji herself left this world last February, the number of realized souls grows and grows. En masse realization still happens even without the direct presence of Sri Mataji Nirmala Devi, who formulated the system we all use. The process is remarkably simple. Gain realization, develop it through meditation, and pass it on to others. These radio programs with the local meetings and seminars around the world are all part of that process. Mental silence, with its ability to know, to grow in spiritual strength, to perceive, devise, bring things about, to spread health, well-being and love, is being experienced by more and more people day by day, country by country, individually and collectively.
Mozart, Laudate Dominum, sung again by Emma Kirkby. Praise God, all you nations. Praise God's mercy and truth. The age we live in, it's called in the lexicon of India, the Kali Yuga, the age of iron and false teaching. The stretch of time has brought with it horrendous problems, greed, aggression, an almost total disrespect for God's creation. It has caused wars, crime, exploitations, riots, inhumanity, famine, and environmental disasters of all kinds. The only way these problems can be overcome is by an internal change in humanity itself. It's a big ask, but with collective realization and time, it is possible. With en masse realization, we can reposition humankind. We can shift from materialism to the spirit, from aggression to humility, from insecurity to fellowship, from the brain to the heart, from living in the past and attempting to control the future to the ever-present now. This is the evolutionary step that Shumataji introduced in 1970. Realization allows individuals to change their lives, gain health and oneness with creation, oneness with divinity, to see clearly and act valuably. And when there are enough of these individuals to become a forceful collective, en masse, then humanity too can change its future. Instead of materialism and power being the motors that run the world, the spirit will take over. We can change the Kali Yuga, the harsh age of iron and phoniness, into the Sattva Yuga, the age of balance and peace and joy.
American Sahaja Yogi, Steve Kirby again, playing this time his composition, Refractions. The idea of a slowly growing fraternity of self-realized individuals making significant changes to this competing, arrogant, greedy, materialist world of ours seems like a like dreamy, wishful thinking. But there is a pragmatic, practical side to it. And these are early days. Omer's self-realization has only been going for 40 years. And during that time, the main accent has been on the individual, developing his or her ability to gain balance and the mental silence which brings about such rich and beautiful changes in health, well-being, vision and the inner life. Now, however, there are hundreds of thousands of self-realized people around the world and the collective value of those people is starting to manifest. Here in Australia, as we mentioned before, a number of most important initiatives have been taken over the last few years. Under the guidance of Dr. Ramesh Manoksha, who we've interviewed on this program, a number of studies have been organised. They have proved to the worldwide scientific community that mental silence, true meditation, can bring about huge improvements in health. Through meditation, people suffering from severe asthma have cut back on their medications, and for some, the puffer and pills have been left behind. Studies in ADHD, menopause, tension have achieved similar results. Meditation is shown to achieve better results and more lasting results than chemicals and drugs. Recently, marking Stress Down Day, the staff of the TV programme Sunrise gained mental silence on air and talked to the viewers about the way they found overcame stress. That programme, and another similar one on the same channel, achieved thousands of hits on their website from people who've seen the programme and wanted more information. Dr. Monoksha holds seminars all over Australia and New Zealand, talking to doctors, health workers and teachers about the curative values of meditation, especially in the area of mental health. Australia suffers one of the world's highest percentages of mental health problems among young people. It seems these problems grow. A young person feels unhappy, that can develop into insecurity, loneliness, hopelessness and a range of serious concerns that are very hard to cure. Work is being undertaken at the moment which is showing that meditation, introduced before the downward spiral begins, can stop that slide and create confidence and security. When the scientific work in this territory is complete, a whole new way of solving mental problems opens up. And it's a way that costs the public purse a great deal less than building institutions and training staff. Over the last two years, another activity has been taking place. Yogis have been supervising short daily meditation programs in selected schools. Classes each morning start with meditation. A quiet, balancing interning time. These classes have been tested each term and it's been discovered 
that the pupils become more settled, their awareness more focused, they achieve more and are happier. The results of these tests have caused great interest among teachers and more and more schools are requesting yogis to supervise class meditation. Meditation can and will change education. We're in exciting times. The pharmaceutical companies might not be too happy with the idea that physical and mental problems can be cured without cost, without drugs and without expensive institutions. But this is the way the world is moving. Your daily meditation on your own or with your family and your regular meeting with other yogis to collectively meditate, something Shumataji always recommended, can and will, as time goes on, make more and more impact on the world. This en masse aspect of self-realization is starting to manifest. We are part of it. This is music by Australian composer Ross Edwards, part of his Vene Creator Spiritus, Come Holy Spirit. Let's use it for more mental silence. Just sit quietly, turn the palms upward on the lap, Keep the attention at the top of the head. Now to clear any obstacles or blocks we have on the left side, leave the left hand palm upward on the lap and point the right hand towards Mother Earth. Just sit quietly this way for a time. Clear any blocks or irritations on the right side. Place the right hand palm upward on the lap and take the left hand up into the air so that the palm is pointing backwards over the shoulder. Take the hand, the left hand up near the left ear. And again, with attention at the top of the head or above. Allow the central energy to flow. 
Return the hands, both hands now on the lap, and just sit quietly, enjoying the peace. Finally, some notes. If you want some more information about Sahaj Yoga, www.freemeditation.com.au www.freemeditation.com.au Good meditating until next week.